Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We provide fan-oriented and analytic discussion on a variety of animated shows, movies, and anime, currently featuring Steven Universe, Miraculous Ladybug, and Star vs. the Forces of Evil, among others. I'm Justin Cummings, and today I'm joined by my partner in crime, Michelle Anderer. Hey, everybody. Michelle, in all her enthusiasm, and I will be discussing the uh, Steven Universe episode, Mindful Education. This is the feedback podcast. We're back. Episode two of the Revive. Yeah. The Revive feedback show. (laughs) Is it revived? Was it a thing before? Because it was a thing in In Too Deep. We took Summer of Steven off. We're back. New style, the host with the most, Justin Cummings. I'm calling myself that from now on, hashtag it. <laughs> that is your name, That's, so that makes sense. Yeah, it, it is my name indeed. So Thursday night after the episode, as most of you know, Delaney hosted a most excellent episode discussion mm-hmm. along with Michelle and myself. And after that episode, all of you sent in your comments, your concerns, your complaints, your questions, everything. And today is Michelle and I's job to answer all of it. Michelle, are you ready for this daunting task? I'm so ready. Let's get into it. Uh, Before we get into it, you can find that podcast, this podcast, and all our podcasts at OverlyAnimated.com or by searching Overly Animated on iTunes, your favorite podcatcher, or I don't hear this discussed often, but or you can subscribe to Overly Animated on YouTube. It's also just audio, but that is a great way you can subscribe and get it sent straight to your inbox as well. So if you haven't subscribed to us on YouTube, go ahead and do that, guys. All right. Typically, All right. this is the part of the show where I ask whoever has not been on the episode discussion what they thought of the episode. But you were already on the episode, Michelle. So yes, my question covered for you is a new one. How many times have you listened to the new song? <gasps> Actually, it's been my bedtime music for the past two days, so a lot. And I listen to it at work, so I've heard it maybe like fifty-two times now. <laughs> it's a really good song. Number. It's such a good song. It what is, about you? Uh, I'm somewhere around 10, maybe 12. Okay, that's fair uh, enough. I have to be just in like, a certain mood to just be willing to cry a bit whenever I listen right. to it. It's, it's a very emotional song. And I, I do love it. Can Are we in agreement it is the best song of the show? uh i can't you know, justin i'm i'm if you haven't been able to tell i'm really bad at like just like ranking things as like a clear best. by like, yourself this is you the know, best song ever oh no i'm gonna borrow again i'm not gonna i'm not gonna buy or sell it i think okay it's definitely like top five which is like really really high i think so i'm gonna leave it at that do you think it's the best objectively I think it's the best of the show i yeah i'd say so because you know my my third favorite was Stronger Than You. My second favorite was Do It For Him. My first favorite was Full Disclosure. I think this just passed Full Disclosure for me. I, I can't even put my finger quite on why. But this was very, very good. It's very, very good. And it's like the longest, I'm pretty sure. It's like three and a half minutes long. That's pretty long for it's, the it's show. It's the longest. That is mm-hmm. definitely. All right. So let's get right into it. Tumblr asks, I, I get so many of these, and so many of them are anonymous, you guys. It's okay. I can read your name on the podcast, and you'll be you. like famous yeah. for two seconds, you know? <laughs> I did that all the time in high school. All right, so first, we have two asks, both anonymous, about Hollow Pearl. So I'm just going to go ahead and read both of those, and we'll just have an awesome Hollow Pearl discussion, if that's okay with you, Michelle. Absolutely. Right, let's do it. First one, I love that the hologram pearls had a fusion dance. That's something Pearl would totally program them to do. <laughs> and then yes. 
And then the other one, I know it wasn't an important part of the episode, but I was just shocked to see hollow pearls fusing. This is where it gets really interesting. Do you think they can fuse with normal gems too? They all are just light projections after all. I know H-pearls, which hollow pearls, I like that, apparently don't have their own minds and act according to program, but after seeing Jasper fuse with corrupted gems, I don't know what's possible and what's not anymore. Also, Mm -hmm. we're awesome, so keep it up. So thank you, Anonymous. We are awesome. Thank you, yeah. Now, hollow pearl discussion. Can a hollow pearl fuse with a gem? I, like, don't... I don't think so. I mean... why? They're just light. Yeah, but they're not... I think... Because when gems fuse, like, I feel like the the gem source has to be involved in Mm -hmm. the fusion. So just, like, a a projection itself, I don't think, would be capable of fusing apart from pearl's pearl, you know? I just don't think that'd work. Okay, so Hall of Pearl's gem is also a light projection, correct? Does Hall of Pearl have a gem? Yes, I've never noticed. They have the gem, but I believe it's okay. part of the That's also projection. a projection, absolutely. Right. They don't actually have a gem. So if they can fuse with themselves... Yeah, here comes an interesting question then. Can Hollow Pearl and Hollow Garnet fuse? Oh, I bet so. Yeah, I bet Hollow gems can fuse with each other so we could in theory get like hollow alexandrite so this could I become so a whole yeah thing if we wanted that would be to. really cool why uh-huh. have we not done this yet Cruniverse? why because i think pearl's the one who really takes advantage of this particular ability so world, we need an army but i think pearl has to kind of like concentrate to keep it doesn't she i mean she kind of like not really she, I yeah, think she has the, to the one hollow pearl kept it kept itself alive while she was incubating but i don't know why don't they do that then yeah Yeah, why don't they always have hollow people fighting their battles for them if it doesn't cost them any energy that's a good question i i wonder that because they're not adaptive at the heat of battle you know they can't hang in there like amethyst or connie or steven for a momentary distraction though yeah i think they would be Mm -hmm. worth it maybe Honestly, all you need to program Hollow Alexandrite with is Fire Breath, and you <laughs> yeah, at least Hollow <laughs> it'd still be dangerous, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, getting into that more, do you think that the fusion dance was created by Pearl, or did she simply program a dance, and that's what they came up with? I like to think she just programmed a dance and that was like, dance, we can manage that. And it was like the most awkward, jerky interpretation ever, according to holograms. I I honestly, I like the fusion dance of the holograms. Yeah, I do too. It was just like, oh my God, what is this? What's happening right now? She's totally going to do that in a party, you know, just show up. Oh my God, yeah. Like, if you're like, this party's too quiet, I'll bust out some moves and just do that. It'll really, you know, break the ice, I'm sure. Hashtag do the holopearl, everybody. Hashtag you the hollow pearl. Um, and then I missed this one. There was one more um, hollow pearl feedback question, and that is <clears throat> that height <laughs> difference between hologram pearl and Stevani, though. How extreme was it? I don't remember. Hollow pearl was rather tall. Oh well, I mean, because Pearl's already mm. like taller than both Stephen and Connie. Yeah, so like that makes sense. I guess. Uh, I mean, yeah. wasn't Stevani about the same height as Jasper? Is Stevani Jasper's height? 
I think she's pretty close. Or maybe I'm just remembering when when they were writing the line, they seemed about right. as tall. It's hard to remember exactly, but... And also, I, I mean, yeah. part of it does depend on storyboard as well. It mm-hmm, really exactly. That's the thing with any animation. It's going to depend on storyboard at times. So maybe next time we see Hollow Pearl's fuse, they will be, like, the same height. Who knows? Right. Uh, that would be interesting. I, I'm excited to see more hologram fusion possibilities now that it's a concept we have mm-hmm. all right so that wraps up the hollow pearl segment of the podcast uh how would you objectively rank the hollow pearl segment michelle why, why are we ranking segments <laughs> what's the point of that we have a lot of questions to get through don't we We do we do so I mean, so far right at the bottom because there's nothing to compare it to diving in uh trying to figure out how to group these i'm thinking we're just gonna do all the Steven stuff. Okay. And then we're gonna do Garnet stuff. And then we're gonna do butterfly stuff. And I think that Still. will cover everything. Wow. And okay. If there's anything left, we'll wrap that up at the end. But this is a thought I've had for a long, long time. Frequent commenter Steve left us on the overly animated webpage. And I'm really, really intrigued by this and I'm excited to hear your thoughts. He says, I tell you Amethyst is not in this episode for a reason. An episode about fusion, they are not ready for Connie to know about smoky quartz just yet. And that's going to be an interesting moment. Connie could become a little jealous. She and Steven share that bond that is fusion, and Steven just fuses with someone else. Or brings back some of her past insecurities. Maybe she will think Savani cannot keep up with Steven's fusions of gems, that they are just more powerful, and she might be holding Steven back. Hmm. This is a concept I mentioned a long time ago, possibly on my very first podcast, like in January. So I, I love this idea about how Connie will take Steven fusing with other gems. And we're finally at that point where it's possible. So what what do you think about that, Michelle? I, I think I think it's a real possibility that Connie might feel a little um jealous or at least insecure about Steven fusing with gems. Because I think I see I think Steve's right, you know, because it's not that, like, Smoky Quartz, for example, would be stronger than Stevani, you know? But it is, like, fusing with another mm-hmm. gem, which is a different thing. And she's only really seen him, like, fuse with her. So right. it does, it probably does feel like a special thing that's, like, their thing. And if it's not their thing anymore, maybe she will feel kind of bad. They're like, oh, well, yeah, I can sword fight like crazy, but, like... I can't, I'm still a human, and, you know, this isn't even that special anymore. So that would be really interesting to explore. Yeah. I could definitely see her taking it that way. She could also just be, like, insanely mature about it and not even care, but, you know, I think the potential for her to care a lot is definitely there. And I think that would honestly be a very interesting episode because we haven't had this discussion fully. We've kind of seen the whole Pearl Amethyst, but I want to fuse with Garnet, but I want to fuse with Garnet. We've seen that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I think this, with Connie, who would be talking to Steven, because it's from Steven's perspective, the show, I think we would get a lot more. And I think it's such an interesting concept we haven't really dived into. Because, Mm -hmm. yes, fusion, we often see it as a metaphor for love and all this stuff. But it's also a battle tactic. So Exactly. The question is going to become, where does the divide come in? What kind of relationship is fusion? I I think we're going to have to get into that now that we have... Steven fusing with gems. I originally thought this would be with Lapis. Like back in January, I predicted this. <laughs> Why? Think, Why would he fuse with Lapis? Because my theory was if it was one of the other crystal gems, Connie wouldn't get as jealous because, you know, 
they're his family. As opposed mm-hmm. to Lapis, who she barely knows, who Steven barely knows. I, I see. But I like the route we're going because I would be down if we somehow got like an Amethyst, Connie, like Steven versus Amethyst moment. If we got that fight, like that would be cool. I don't think Amethyst would ever fight Connie in a, like an angry because like you know because Stephen she like she's seen Stephen fight and she knows mm-hmm. like he's he's also a gem so it's like he can hold his own but with Connie I feel like she doesn't know her that well and would feel kind of weird like actually but trying if any to any gem would fight not actually try to fight Connie it would be Amethyst and now I, mean, I think also Garnet probably wouldn't want to yeah I mean Amethyst I think would be the one to go for it though like I don't think Pearl would do it. No, outside probably. of training, I don't think Garnet yeah. would do it outside of training. Even training, I know Garnet would definitely take it easy because Garnet is a fusion. But I could see them having like a conversation, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know if Amethyst would like ever really want to fight Connie unless Connie was like, "Fight me!" Like yeah. I'm not leaving till you do, kind of that, thing. Ooh, and actually knowing Connie. I could see this happen. We're just writing if she, season if she, five for If you. she was that like upset about it, maybe she would. But like, I don't know. I just I feel like Connie like wouldn't. She's be... only twelve and three quarters. You got to keep that in mind. <laughs> I mean, I know she's very she's mature very for her mature age, for her age, though. Still... She's a very thoughtful person. I don't think she's that impulsive normally. All right, I'm going we'll to keep going with the ones on the website, and then we're going to jump back to Tumblr because that's where the rest of them are. So okay. next one from the webpage comes from Cell, I believe. Uh, why is everyone saying Stephen murdered people? Business of the life to poof. <laughs> Jasper is corrupted, but it wasn't even Stephen who poofed her in the end. Go, Peridot. The rubies are in space, but they were alive when last seen, and Eyeball would have ended up just as alone in space if she'd killed Stephen anyway. I completely understand why he feels guilty about those events. I would too, but I feel it's misinformative to talk about Stephen killing people when they're, like, still alive. It's kind of factually incorrect. The only presumably real ki- real kill you could claim Stephen making for sure is the painting slash breakfast monster made from gem dust, which he pushed into that lava pit. Oh, That's yeah. episode four. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the rubies might end up getting cracked in space or something, but there isn't that much stuff to crash into in space. Eyeball getting crashed by an asteroid was probably a case of protagonist-centered probability. And getting stuck in space sure is going to be terrible unless Homeworld comes looking for them. Eyeball seemed to have plans of bringing Rose's gem back to Homeworld somehow, though she may have failed to think of the practicalities. But they were all entirely alive when last seen. So yeah, this is interesting, because we do. We frequently talk about how Steven has basically killed these people. And I think I kind of forget, because I see it as almost a metaphor, because it's a children's show, and because they are on Cartoon Network, there's certain things they still can't get away with doing. Like, if they were to talk about people every other episode, Cartoon Network would not be that happy. And I've always seen this as kind of their way to counteract that. But I mean, it is true. Steve, they're technically not dead. So do you think that makes a difference, Michelle? Oh, it does. I mean, and yeah, we did we did kind of talk about it in terms of like him literally murdering people. But yeah, I think it's partially that, you know, the network probably wouldn't allow that. I mean, that's also kind of why, like, isn't that why, like, um, in Avatar, like, they use bending because it was like a way to like do cool stuff without like, really like physically hurting people with like their hands and like stuff they just like bent stuff so it was like more like kind of okay for kids i believe so plus avatar had a lower rating it had a tvy7 oh that that show is yeah but i yeah i mean i think when we when we talked about in terms of murder i think we just we were more focusing on the like 
doing this to another person is such like a jarring experience and it really does leave an impression on you um even if they're just poofed like as far as like human murder is concerned they might as well kind of be dead you know Mm because until they reform like they don't really exist as a person they're basically comic book dead yeah they're comic book dead until the writers have a need for them again Mm mm-hmm so, yeah, I agree. I agree with that person. I think it is kind of a little misleading to phrase it quite that way. But I think essentially, like, the the reasoning behind it is just that, you know, Stephen, he's dealing with all this stuff. And it it is very jarring and upsetting. And it does really affect people. So, yeah. Right. that's. I feel like that's what we were essentially getting at when we said that. Yeah. So, yes, that was RB, our bad on. Describing murder. <laughs> I hope you all are not mad at us for our misinformation. And oh, since we're on Steven and we're talking about information, now is a great time to mention. Uh, I did a little research after the last podcast. I did find the voice actress for Stevani. Uh, it is AJ. I apologize, I cannot pronounce her last name, but if you remember Allie and AJ, it's that AJ. So, Ooh. pop star from the mid 2000s, continuing the trend of fusions being. Performed by good singers, singers. yeah, and very cool. She, yeah, she did a really good job in this episode, especially. Mm-hmm. Is, and I forget she's only appeared in four. She's only voiced her in four episodes. That's crazy. Like we talk about Stevani so much, but Stevani yeah. only appeared in five total, and one of them didn't speak. Their presence is very strongly mm-hmm. felt, even if it's for brief moments of time. Oh, we feel the Stevani presence even when Stephen and Connie are just in the same We room feel it. Like, Stevani, Stevani, are you there? <laughs> oh, my God. It's me, Justin. Um, <laughs> last website comment before we jump back to the Tumblr asks. Uh, Roy asks, we are just hortling towards some sort of reckoning between the reality of who Rose really was and how the people who loved her perceived her. Mm-hmm. If she really does have a diary or something stored in the memory banks of her room, that would be great. Uh, that or it would be really interesting to have Stephen have a frank discussion with Bismuth or Jasper about her. So there is a diary theory. I believe you know this one. In the the thing in the box mm-hmm. is that the theory. Okay, it's either a diary or a videotape or something of Rose's in that chest. Uh, in mm-hmm. Rose's uh, in Lion's Main, they have a what well, looks kind of like a treasure chest. Yeah, on the far right side. And that's the only thing that we still don't know what it is. Because Bismuth, we eventually found out. Uh, there's the flag. The sword was kept there for a while. Mr. Universe, sure. The picture Greg also has. The chest is the only thing left. And so we're all kind of wondering on that. And most people believe it is either a diary of some kind, be it written or digital, or it is Pink Diamond. <laughs> She's just like hanging out in the, well, the she chest. Well, bismuth in there in a bubble. So Pink Diamond needs the extra security of a box. And of then a, a box. Bubble. Well, I like that way better than the Horcrux theory. So I would I would buy that in a heartbeat. <laughs> Hashtag Pink Diamond in a box 2016. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it would be interesting to see a Rose Diary. I think that would be the flashback episode that could trump the answer as greatest flashback. Like as far as plot developments go, yeah. If it if it really and again, like we still haven't had a flashback with Pearl to win Pearl that Rose. Like, why why are they holding out on us, Justin? I I've been waiting for that for like two years. Like, I what's want going the on? Back to when uh, Michelle, do you watch Adventure Time? Yeah, I do. Do you remember the episode? I remember you when they first revealed that spoilers for like season four of Adventure yeah. Time. Yeah. 
when they first revealed like little Marceline meeting um, Ice, uh, King? Ice King, yeah, Simon. Yeah. And they're playing the song, and then in the song, they cut to the flashback, and Simon walks up to little Marceline, gives her hand bow. It's such a sweet, memorable moment. I think it mm-hmm. won an Emmy, maybe. But that episode was story by, storyboarded by uh, someone by the name of Rebecca Sugar. Maybe you've heard of her. <laughs> Another um, person, too. Someone. Well, and some, someone else, but yeah, someone Sugar. else. Who cares about them? Well, the point is, Rebecca Sugar, I'm yeah. hoping, has remembered this little trick of cute flashback via song. Because what I want to see is a song start, and then we flash back to Rose wandering into the kindergarten, finding little Amethyst all on her own. Aww. And I want that more than any other episode at this point. Like that's what I want. Why? Why that? Because. I mean, we've gotten so much Pearl backstory, even though we haven't oh, seen absolutely. the flashback. Absolutely. Like, we should have more Amethyst. We are in agreement about and that. we are getting so much. We've gotten a little bit more about Rose, uh, Rose and Amethyst's connection. We got that and kind of cracked the whip. The whole Rose said I was perfect. And mm-hmm. I want to see that moment. I want to see Rose meeting Amethyst. It doesn't even need to be like a full flashback episode. I just want to see that cute moment when Rose just finds this little forgotten, <laughs> overcooked gem. Being on like sticks or something, perfect, you know? rocks. Yeah, I, I think that would just be such a sweet episode. And I picture it's during a storm, and uh, it's, it, it would be great. Y'all. <laughs> you have a whole aesthetic and already planned out for it. Yeah, I'm writing season five right now. Um, but what do you? That's think the about... kind of fan fiction you need, to be honest. It, I like that kind of fan fiction. Yeah. Um, what do you think about Stephen having a discussion with Bismuth or Jasper about Rose? I mean. Again, it wouldn't be like an objective discussion because they both have such very particular mm-hmm. relationships to us. And both of them are kind of negative at this point. So especially Jasper. So, I mean, he'll, I think the show's been doing a good job of like giving Steven enough like um, perspectives briefly mm-hmm. um, of what other people think who aren't the Crystal Gems, which is very much needed. Um, but if you like actually sat down with like Bismuth, and talked about Rose, I feel like he still wouldn't be getting the whole story, you know? He's never really right. going to get the whole story, but it would be nice to contextualize it based on everything else we have going on. And especially for him deciding how he, like, actually feels about his mom, which is obviously such a huge, like, question right now. It has changed a lot, and we're seeing that change, especially in that, this episode, but we still don't quite know how he feels. I think it's, like, you know, right. it's a process. I kind of picture this going not completely objectively, but a lot like Zuko talking to Ozai in the prison. I think mm-hmm. we saw a bit of that in the finale, but we got more of it in the comics. That kind of moment where you don't know if they're telling the truth. You don't know how much is real, how much is false, but you needed to have that discussion, you know? Yeah. Like I, I could see that kind of thing happening. Do you think we're good at this season, though? This season, um, would we get it this season, or would it be like next season? I think uh, maybe like a Jasper discussion might happen this season. Bismuth, I, I mean, I feel like Bismuth's coming back. I don't know in what capacity though, but I feel like Jasper. We might get an actual conversation with Jasper for some reason. She Jasper is more of a character right now, I think, than Bismuth, just because she's been more in the story. Mm-hmm. So I think it would probably be from Jasper, and I, I think this season's a good, a, a good place for it i don't think right. they haven't really been dragging this stuff out as much as no. they did like the first season and a half so like, i think next season yeah. oh it's tomorrow we could definitely get it this season i think for sure all right so 
More Steven stuff. Uh, More Steven. Tumblr. Anonymous ask again. Uh, I thought Steven and Connie's fusion dance was cute. Yes, it was. Thank you for so believing that. And it was cool to see that when they fused, Steven's gem glowed, indicating something we all assumed, which was that Steven's gem takes full control of making the fusion. Yeah. And I, I wonder this more now after we saw, oh, which one was it? Earthlings. When someone got a great, great still shot of them unfusing from smoky quartz where it's okay. amethyst. It's not like they form a ball of light and then separate. It was amethyst like unwrapping around Stephen, basically. Wow. Interesting. So the way they form is basically her gem form wrapped around him and like enhanced it, which makes mm. sense for how smoky quartz looks when you think about it. Cause it looks yeah. still very Stephen, just kind of slightly bigger. So if that's how Steven fuses with the gem, how does he fuse with Connie? Just, just because when he <laughs> Does she wrap Connie, around? Yeah. It looks like a full it's like the standard ball of light thing as opposed to the um the weird amethyst thing we saw in that one frame. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe maybe he has to form around her because her body can't really do that. I think the human part this this goes way back. There was a discussion on this topic of how Stephen and Connie fuse. And the answer is ultimately we don't know. But we think right. there's this whole thing of the gem injects the human DNA with its ability to transfer. And then Stephen connects to Connie, which transfers the... We don't know. What? <laughs> yeah. We short answer, know. we don't know. The short answer is we probably will never know unless they publish a scientific guide to Stephen Universe, which get on that cartoon network. Mm -hmm. We would all buy it. All right, next one, more Steven stuff, this time about his powers. It's interesting to see that Stevani seems to share Steven's powers. I wonder, do they have all of Steven's powers, including the healing spit, dream powers, and et cetera, et cetera? But wouldn't that be implied seeing as fusion combines the powers and abilities of each gem, well, in this case, of each person? Thoughts? I mean, I mean, I, I guess potentially it could. She, they could have all of Steven's powers, but... I don't know. I mean, does that mean like Garnet literally has every like facet of Sapphire and Ruby? I always thought it was more of like a hodgepodge, like certain things stuck, other things kind of like melted to the background. But like what was accentuated more or less had to do more with just like the chemistry of fusion right. than just like literally dumping everything into it and calling it good, you know? Right. What do you think? I think... I think they'll have all of Steven's powers for this reason. Connie has no gem powers to contribute to the fusion. Mm -hmm. She just had like coordination powers though. The uncanny ability of balance. Yes, she probably does have that. Um, it's like in Die Hard. Uh, mm -hmm. Most fusions though, there's so many gem powers that start to kind of overwhelm each other. So I think like Opal, we're never going to see Opal do Amethyst's little spin move. Probably. <laughs> Yeah, Probably. maybe Watch not. That would like be really great, though. And just everything I say turns to a pile of garbage. But <laughs> there's no, there's no overwhelming of fusion powers or gem powers because there's only one set of gem powers present. So yeah. I don't think it would mess anything up because they still have one gem set of powers for one gem. And I think, you know, Stevani's, that's something that they're really figuring out, too. Like, they didn't know till this episode that they could float, and this isn't the first time we've even seen them fight, so maybe it's something that, one, only is going to be manifesting as Stephen gains more control of them in general, or two, like, 
it depends on the circumstance. Who knows? On what we need. Yeah, because like when Alexandrite was fighting um, Malachite, they were they were changing their weapons based on like what was convenient mm-hmm. for that like fraction of fighting. So maybe Stevani could do something like that too and adjust powers based on what they needed. Right. I see. Yeah, I don't. I mean, we don't know, but I think that's as plausible a theory as any. On to the next one. This is more. It's specifically Stevani. It's kind of all fusion. Uh, another anonymous. I'm glad we got explained what the hallucinations Stevani was seeing were. And they also solidified that yeah. even with one person in a fusion as conflict, the entire fusion will fail. Just like as we saw with Garnet and Keystone Motel when Ruby was mad at what Pearl did. And what we can assume was Pearl and Sardonyx when she felt bad about Smoky Quartz in the recent episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, I agree. Was that really a question? It seemed more like kind a of statement. A comment, so yeah, I but I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Is it a good statement? I don't want to objectively rink statements. I think it's fine. <laughs> you buy, borrow, or sell that statement. Oh my god, I'll buy it. I'll All buy right. it, Anon, just for you. Thank you. I. I what did, did I you did write it? it? You didn't write oh, it. I did not, but you bought it for me. Um, oh no, no, oh, I bought for anonymous. Yeah, not for you. <laughs> No one would ever do anything for me on this podcast. Oh my god, that's not true. But you don't, it's you can't go taking Anonymous's moment, you I know, away from them. Anonymous. <laughs> but yeah, I think this is pretty solid. We have a lot of evidence for this. It's not like 100% yeah. confirmed, but yeah, it's it's pretty solid. Uh, next one, poor Steven. He has so many poor regrets Steve. to be so young, but seeing Rose oh. is particularly interesting. I wonder, what does he feel responsible for with her? For everyone else, he said how he tried, and he had no choice, but for her, they were just in shock and could only say no. I hope this gets explained later on. We touched on this Thursday night. The obvious that we came to was, it's my fault she's dead. Because Rose is dead. Mm-hmm. Definitely. She is the closest to dead we have of any gem, besides maybe Pink Diamond. I mean, I agree. I also kind of wondered if, like, just because she, her expression is so particular, if maybe she was, like, it was, like, his anxiety about her judging him for being different from her Mm -hmm. and making choices she wouldn't have made, even though everyone, like, expects him to be like her. Um, Mm -hmm. But um, my friend Matt, actually, he pointed out last night that he, he felt like maybe it was also just, like, a representation of Steven just, like, actually genuinely starting to be afraid of Rose in a way right. that he really wasn't before. And I think that's a really interesting idea, too. If yeah. we end up going that direction, I think it'd be really... Because, like, yeah, he's all he's hearing all this stuff from all these different sides, and it is starting to sound really scary. Like, his mom did potentially shatter a, a diamond, and he thought that's something she'd never do. And, you know, that she would poof bismuth and just, like, all this stuff. Steven is basically Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Um, except Luke got to meet his father. Will Steven meet Rose? I hope. Everyone wants that, so yes. maybe maybe it'll happen. All right, and now we have two very similar questions. One from Anonymous, one from the Teen of Steel, frequent Tumblr asker. In fact, I'd say the VIP Tumblr asker. You're the only one that uses the name. <laughs> oh my god, Justin. What kind of criteria is that? I'm salty. Imagine Stevani <laughs> fusing with Garnet. I think they could possibly be the same height as Sardonyx. 
I want this. So yeah. Oh, I would love that. Because I would love to see Stevani fusing with more gems. I would honestly prefer it not be Stevani fused with Garnet. I want to see Ruby, Sapphire, um, Steven and Connie all fuse and just see their little fusion dance like the four of us because uh, Ruby would be like all the dancing thing. and Sapphire yeah. would be ballroom dancing and Steven and Connie would be Steven and Connie and just boom. <laughs> Stevarnet. Stevarnet. It's a very unattractive name. Stavarnit. <laughs> hashtag Stavarnit. No, not hashtag Stavarnit. No hashtag? All right, and then Tina Steele, very similar. Uh, my dream is for Opal, Stavani, and Garnet to be in a fight together. They would literally be a fusion dream team. In a yes, fight? Oh, I thought you meant like in a fight against each other. And no. I was like, oh, okay, well, that would be cool, but no. No, but yeah. Fusions to yeah, get like, oh Opal, that'd be so cool. Garnet, Stevani, like lined up, and then just throw in Lapidot, please. Thank <laughs> you. My God, are you a more of a Lapidot than an Amidot shipper, Justin? I would prefer we get a Lapis Peridot fusion first, but I oh, am. But as far okay. as shipping, this I'm more Amidot. But this might be my first official poly ship. So. Ooh, yeah, get in on that poly ship. Get that's so good. Yeah. So what? A lot of people have also been wondering about in terms of like super gem fusions is when Steven's going to fuse with the other main crew. And if he does, if it'll look like the temple or not. Let's of throw course. Stevani yeah. into Alexandrite and watch what happens. Just throw them and see if they <laughs> stick together. <laughs> I could actually see, I could see Peridot like lifting them or like using metal powers of some kind, like Amy and Canning, just firing Stevani at Alexandrite and just boom, fuse. That would be really interesting. Because we used to think it had to be a fusion dance, and now we're like, dance. Or now we're like, dance and stop fuse. Fine. Fist bump into fusion. Fine. You know, I think it's just the the dancing made sense because it's about just like being in sync and like the motion yeah. of moving with each other makes sense. But like, as long as you're in sync anyway, I guess like you don't have to do much. The rubies didn't do much to form, did they? Well, but they're the same gem species, so they don't really need to. Probably. Maybe. Because if they are like mindy, I guess that would make sense. Right, because they don't need to be in sync because they're already in sync, basically. <laughs> And we've got one more Garnet question. Not really a question. It's a comment. Garnet's hold the phone joke was too priceless. It was even more funny how serious she sounded when saying it. That was, yeah, that was so funny. I wasn't expecting it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of the things I love about the show because there, there's so many moments that just like really take you by surprise because they're really funny. And it's like, I wonder how they boarded that. Like, I wonder who decided that was the joke they're including. Good, good job on them. I think it's not just a callback, like, there's been some great callbacks in the last few episodes. This was not just a callback to um, Steven's line in the message. This was also when Garnet officially won Best Mom Award because he <laughs> listens to what he says and his mannerisms and then uses them to calm him down. So, one of my favorite Garnet jokes is the one from Future Vision, which is like, I drink coffee for breakfast. <laughs> I think that's really funny. I think the best Garnet joke, though, is... Or not even a joke, but Garnet, master of comedy. Yeah, that was really good. We oh my god, awesome. Garnet. <laughs> we could just have a whole episode of top ten Garnet quotes. That should be a separate podcast that, that we be. do. Something. Oh, I have so many roundtable ideas. It's not oh my god, fun. I'm sure you do. But we won't be having those for a while, as we'll discuss later in this episode. Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned, Stay yeah. Tuned. 
Uh, last topic, guys. Let's talk about those butterflies. Let's let's dive right in. What's up with them? Yeah. yeah what's up with the butterflies? Are we watching Miraculous Ladybug? Who knows? Uh, Teen of Steel. Uh, another great Tumblr ask. Great episode. I love when a song has plot or character development with it. But why could Steven see a butterfly on the sword? Was that a visual cue for us, the audience, or did he actually see the butterfly? And why did the sword just now bring up all those repressed feelings all of a sudden? Ooh, this I think my I, big yeah. question. Because I have some answers to that. I give think. me your answers. Give me the answer. It's story uh, time. Well, and okay, <laughs> story time. Um, so in terms of the the sword, I think it. I think so. Part of it is that. Steven, as he mentions in the beginning of the episode, when like Heinz, like I'm like you know I'm feeling really horrible. He's like, oh yeah, sometimes you regret what you do, but you just need to not think about it. That's been his approach. Like every uh, one of the bad things that's happened in the past like week for him, he's just been trying not to think about at all. And I think you know seeing Connie go through that, but then address it and feel better makes him kind of question his mm-hmm. own process. And then he looks over at the sword and is reminded, probably for one of the first times, about that event. And that's why the butterfly's there. Because it's like, hey, Stephen, you got your own stuff. Don't you remember what happened with this sword like a week ago? So that's why that was there, I think. And also, it was just foreshadowing in a bigger way for Stephen to have his moment of, you know, confrontation right. with all those inner demons. Well, this is also the first time Stephen was expected to use the sword since Bismuth uh, via Estevani, mind you. But... In Crack the Whip, I think Connie had the sword. Crack the mm-hmm. Whip, never mind. Crack the Whip was actually, yeah, Crack the Whip was before Bismuth. We have not seen the sword at all since Bismuth. So, True, but he did he did fight as Stevani with the sword like the day before, right? Right. right? Uh, yeah. But this is, I think this is the moment when he's really, like, looking at the sword and, like, thinking about things for the first time. That's true. And thoughts pop up randomly, people. Yeah, they this, do. <laughs> it's, it's like you're trying to sleep and, oh, no, I did something awful in second grade. <laughs> I'm not sleeping tonight. That's why you listen to the song, Justin, because it tells you it's okay and, you know, you it's fine. Or 3 a.m. where thoughts can't control you anymore. Oh, my God. You know, everyone has their own process, I guess, Justin. The That's just yours. <laughs> And then, so, yeah, butterfly. Was the butterfly on the sword real? or was I think it... so. I think it was real for Steven. I don't know if Connie would have been able to see it, but I think for Steven it was real. Was it a real butterfly, or was it like a gem vision perception butterfly? Well, it was a gem vision perception, but I think Steven was still fully aware of it. All right. And now, <laughs> final question of the night, morning. Wow. Whenever this is going up. Whenever, whenever this is listening. going up. <laughs> We live in limbo. Uh, <laughs> Constant limbo. Overall, great episode, but I'm still confused on what those butterflies are supposed to represent. I'm initially thinking a negative thought or experience that's been repressed, as we saw of Connie and later Steven with the butterfly on the sword. But mm. then why did Sapphire have hundreds of butterflies swarming around her? I don't see her as having that much negative thoughts, so they must represent something else. Thoughts? Uh, I mean, we kind of talked about that last podcast, didn't we? We did. I don't think they're negative per se, as much as just heavy ideas. Yeah, heavy ideas because she has the particular ability to see the future. And for her, she probably is constantly weighted down by so many probable outcomes that are very upsetting. And just like the weight of all that in general is exhausting. And that's why like visually seeing it overwhelmed her, I think really portrayed what that process is like for her probably on like a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Whereas Ruby, like as like I think Delaney pointed out, 
it, she just has that one thought so her, like crazy and she's just like micro focusing on it it's the only thing she can think about and I think that's also really telling about the kind of character she is mm-hmm. so I really love the whole sequence I thought we definitely got some nice insight into both of them mm-hmm. just you know not through saying anything but just through, like seeing how they reacted to both having memory issues and the thing is the thoughts themselves are not bad i think the episode made yeah. that clear where garnet especially that one shot i didn't notice it the first time where garnet has one butterfly on each palm mhm yeah and she's, she's just holding them there. away she's not oh. mad at them because they yeah. are they're beautiful butterflies they really are it's when you let them take control and surround you that they become negative Exactly. It's just about like managing the butterfly slash thoughts and trying to find peace with them instead of letting them hurt you to an extent where you feel overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I totally agree with that. I, I really like the analogy because I think this is going to be something we're talking about for a long time. I expect many articles will be written on this, both on this <laughs> website and other websites, if you ever go to those places. If you ever go to any other website, There's then other I... websites? Yeah. What? Hypothetically, I suppose so. I mean, I guess there have to be. But we don't like <laughs> to talk about that. Um, okay. So, I did mention we're going to dive a little bit into what's coming up. Yes. Um, spoilers for episode titles only. If you do not mind hearing episode titles... Then Proceed. You're fine. If you do yeah. not want to hear episode titles, tune out now. We are done with our coverage. We have our little end after that. But if you do not want to hear any episode titles, you've probably already heard the titles. They're they're <laughs> not things we haven't heard, honestly. So if you don't want to hear them, tune out now. Just know that according to Wikipedia, we will be getting new episodes through September fifteenth on so more weekly steven so more weekly feedback show how do you feel about that michelle this is great i mean i feel like the steven drought's definitely over for a while and i wasn't expecting after the last season i thought they were gonna hold out on us for like another year or so this is great i love i mean selfish me like like i don't care as long as you have them give them to me like in any capacity like leaks spoiler i don't care i just want to know everything exactly very one track mind but that's how it is (laughs) I want Steven more than Jasper wants Rose. (laughs) Oh my god. So so next Thursday, September 1st, we're getting uh, Future Boys Ultron. We've already had this talked about. This is the only one with a description. Steven tells people's fortunes at Funland. This sounds like it's going to be the stupidest episode ever. But, like, who knows, but, right? Who this knows? This right up there with the episode description for Lion 3 straight to video, which exactly. was Lion Sleeps on yeah. Steven's face. So... I think that one Matt Burnett tweeted about a year ago and he's like, we're paying an homage to a very particular, like, anime, and I'm so excited. If that's this one, then it's Wait, probably going to be really I thought that was Beach City done. Drift. Was it? I don't think so. Yeah, well, then what was I referencing? Because it had the episode... Oh, uh, Speed Racer. Speed Racer. Uh, I don't know. I feel like it might be this one. I will do some hunting. Because I know Future Boy Conan, Conan was like a big influence on Steve Universe in general for Rebecca. So I imagine this one would be more hype, uh, higher priority. I don't know. We'll see. After that, uh, September 8th. Again, this is... I've only seen this on Wikipedia. I haven't looked other places, but... Uh, tentatively speaking, this should be it because they actually have dates listed. September 8th, Gem Harvest. Gem Harvest. Finally. 
Yeah. Finally. I mean, we'll, we'll see what that means. Because I remember thinking, like, some of the episodes were going to be really intense. And they were, like, mm-hmm. so-so. So we'll see. It is quite an exciting title, though. It will be one of two things. It will be, <laughs> we find out what Peridot meant when she said, harvesting me. Yeah. And I got a separate table ask, that. not about this podcast at all. But um, this idea that kind of, like, the temple is made from, like, harvested gems. And that harvesting is, like, turning them into non-sentient beings anymore like making them inanimate huh like you harvest like the programming uh okay interesting idea <laughs> interesting I, idea excited. or uh, i thought hit the diamond was gonna be another yellow diamond episode it turned out to right? be baseball gem harvest could easily be farmer paradox <laughs> she does have at least that one gem in the barn now that she could farm i guess if she wanted to no, i mean like tractor straw hat oh my god there's the mouth. aesthetic form again just the whole farmer episode with peridot peridot would look peridot great would as a farmer it. peridot would so do it overalls would be great peridot would be driving around on a tractor singing e-i-e-i-o at the top of her lungs and it would be <laughs> happens to just be watching more trashy tv <laughs> I kind of want this, just not as Gem Harvest. Yeah. Uh, September 15th, apparently we're getting two episodes back to back, which it's a weird pairing. First is Tiger Philanthropist, which is a callback, of course, to Tiger Millionaire. Interesting thing here. I don't think it'll have any bearing on the episode. Uh, Tiger Millionaire is a reference to wrestler Ted DiBiase Sr., the million dollar man. Uh, He was a frequent manager, interfered a lot, heel character. In reality, though, much like Steven, he's a great dude. Like, he's a pastor. He's a missionary. He, he's a cool dude. A lot of charity. So, this <laughs> might... I, I don't know if this has any bearing, but the fact that that coincidence exists makes me happy. Because I'm a wrestling nerd. Are so, you? Interesting. I am. Yeah, no way. More what? than one interest at a time. That's fascinating. So many. Uh, so, Tiger Philanthropist. And then, apparently, paired with that episode... At 7.15 p.m. on September 15th, we're getting last one out of Beach City. Yeah, I'm excited about that one. It just yeah. seems like such a big episode. And if they're airing them together, if it's a double feature, then maybe it's like a really big... Maybe it's going to be another one like Bismuth, where they're both connected plot-wise. I expect more along the lines of a Crack the Whip, Steven versus Amethyst level of connectedness. That's still pretty connected, though. Well... But you don't Ish. need them. Yeah, together. you don't need them, but we'll so see. For Watermelon Island Gem Drill, you need. Bismuth has one piece. <laughs> one piece. Beta Earthlings, <laughs> you need together, basically. But I don't know. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. I have no... Gem Harvest, we can guess what it's about. Last one out of Beach City, we can guess. I have no clue what Tiger Philanthropist is about. I really want it to be an Amethyst episode, maybe about her doing some kind of wrestling thing, and like it turns in a fascinating character building direction that and we we've get never a song explored. Where we then see yeah! what going to the kindergarten and finding Amethyst. I want Amethyst to sing more. I do too. I do too. Since Tower of Mistakes, has she really sung? Um. I mean, she had a line in um, Peace and Love on the planet Earth and ha- what have you, but no, not so eh, Not the same. It's not she the same. Whole, she, she needs a whole song. She does need a whole song. <laughs> All right. So okay. through September 15th, at least, it's okay. And last one out of Beach City seems like a good spot to go to hiatus if we're going to go to hiatus. You know, that seems like a good that seems time. like it's going to be a big episode. I'd rather we go to hiatus after that than say Buddy's book. Actually, Buddy's <laughs> book was book. 
Kiki's Pizza Delivery Service would have been a bad place to go to hiatus. <laughs> Mountain Beach City is a good point to let us just. Everyone breathe. would have been like, "This show is really going downhill. I don't know what this Kiki episode was. Like, what is this?" But you think you're yeah. gonna please us with just mild anime references? We need more than that, Rebecca Sugar. We'll so watch anything you give reason. us, though. At the same time, you know, we'll so, eat it all. Up. So, for whatever reason, you enjoy that and me yelling at Rebecca Sugar via proxy of the fandom. Um, you can support us on Patreon. There's that segue. Uh, Patreon.com slash animated. You can sign up as little as $1 a month, or I think you can also just do a donation of $1 on up. Uh, you get all kinds of cool rewards, including getting your name read on our podcast, as well as your special uh, overly animated exclusive patron nickname. Thanks so much to our current patrons, Mitch, Cordell, Beatrice, Nate, Andy, Jamie, Rachel, John, Ryan, Catherine, Taylor, Devon, Jade, John, and Phonician, a.k.a. Fever Mitch, Cordell University, Beatrix Lestrange, Nathan Fillion, Buzz Lightyear, Mailman, Rachel Rose, Johnny Bravo, Brian, Cookie Cat, Needle, Diamond Day, Jewel, Garfield, and To Be Determined. We you always have a To Be Determined, yeah. <laughs> It's like you will it's be like determined until we get another one because we can't. Exactly. Then we'll twice. know we can't have two. So we have to figure out the next one. <laughs> it's it's like a rite of passage. Yeah. Uh, so upcoming podcast, of course, we will have Steven episode reviews and uh, feedback for the foreseeable future through September 15th, at least. Um, does Star have a return date yet, Michelle? I do not know. I do not think so. I thought it was a three week hiatus. I could be wrong. We'll find out. We will find we'll- out in approximately two weeks. Yeah. Um, we have our Miraculous Ladybug podcast going up Sunday. That's our weekly roundtable. This one is on our top five villains each. Uh, that's Dylan Delaney and myself, so stay tuned for that. Uh, Monday, of course, my Total Drama review blog will go up. We are nearing the end of season one. We are just we are fingernails away now. We're down to the final four. Justin I'm, is so excited. He can I'm very excited himself. because I love season two more than anything else. Like it is my favorite animated series is season two. And I'm very excited for that because we're almost there. And I love the season one ending. And after it's over, I'm going to do a top 10 episodes discussion or not discussion, but list blog thing. Cause I don't write about that show enough. So yeah, guys stay tuned. Got a lot coming up. Uh, Voltron later this year. That's about all I know. So thank you for listening, guys. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye.